one, and we are live. What's up, everybody? Happy Monday. It is 822-2022. It's good to be with you today. It's good to be with you every day. Welcome to the Jonathan Kogan Show, the number one rated apolitical podcast on planet Earth and most likely in the universe but we do not know because we only have the charts for planet earth. So we got some big topics. We got breaking news. We don't have bombshells, but we got breaking news. So I hope you stay with us. Little rundown here. Big speech this weekend. You might've missed big, big speech at Nuremberg from Vera Sharav, a Holocaust survivor. We're going to break that down. We're going to play that in a little bit. Let me start off though, with some hard hitting questions. Who is your favorite doctor, Dr. Anthony Fauci or Dr. Bill Gates? I'll give you a second to think about it. Okay. You most likely said Dr. Bill Gates, but it was a trick. He's actually a software engineer turned vaccine czar without practicing medicine. He usurped medical school and became the vaccine czar. The czar of the vaccine. But Dr. Anthony Fauci is stepping down in December. He's officially announced it. America's greatest doctor, or well, second greatest doctor behind Dr. Bill Gates. I know it's a little tricky because you don't think Bill Gates is a doctor, but he is because he says he is. And whatever Bill Gates says is the truth. If he, if there are flight records that show he went to Epstein Island and he says he didn't go to Epstein Island, he didn't go to Epstein Island, look the other way. Okay? You thought you had the freedom of thought to ask questions, but you don't. You've been fooled. And what's so ironic between the two of them, neither of them ever see patients. But they're very vocal about what to do, but they never see patients. One's a bureaucrat and one's a software engineer vaccine czar. What happened to this world? Bonkers. And then we got, for the first time ever, according to Nielsen, who takes polls with paper with people who have, like, landlines, and, like, they go and talk to, like, 43 people and then say, oh, my God, the whole country is this. But anyways, according to Nielsen, for the first time ever, ever in the history of Earth or human civilization, People have watched more TV, I'm quoting, from streaming services than actual cable TV. Now, we have another hypothesis on this podcast that we think this has been happening for a little while. But according to Nielsen's shitty survey skills, it's officially here today. So if you are with us with the Jonathan Cohen Show and you no longer tune in to CNN, NBC, or MSNBC, or Fox News, or any of that bullshit, and you come here for the truth and nothing but the truth, help us God, thank you so much. It's great to have you, and we will continue telling you the truth because you can handle it. And you don't like politics, and you want to know the truth from an apolitical individual. And that's what I'm trying to do here. Never been political, never will be political. This is an apolitical podcast, and it always will be. We will never waver from that. It is one of our core principles. So let's get into the Holocaust speech. Vera Sharav gave a speech at Nuremberg this weekend with real doctors and people who practice medicine and lawyers and, like, the people who have basically been censored, obviously. You know, the top people that you never hear from. 
people you hear from, you probably should question them because you probably shouldn't be hearing from them. The ones who are censored, you should probably go fish them out and find out what they've been doing because they're probably like the most published physician in like their field. But whatever, no big deal. Starts with Alex Jones, finishes with Dr. Peter McCullough, the most published cardiologist ever. But that's okay. They're doing it to protect you. They care about you. Your government loves you. And you know that. If you're listening to this podcast, you know they love you. They love you more than life itself. Excuse me. So, Vera Sharab, speech at Nuremberg, Holocaust survival. That's crazy. Man, she's been around a long time. She was like three and a half years old. I'll let you listen to her. It is a moving speech. It is touching. It is deep. She's a Holocaust survivor. Of course it's deep. And she's reminding us, like we already called out on this podcast, but you're getting used to that. Listen, we aspire to be right, but hope we are wrong on this podcast. We try our best to be right, but we pray to the magical forces of the cosmos that were wrong because we don't want to be right on this stuff at all. But again, we're probably right. So Nuremberg, she's reminding us, like we read on the podcast, I don't know how many ago, I'm losing track, publishing every day, being at your service. There's too much going on, so I can't keep track. You got to go check it yourself. I'm not an auditor, okay? Used to be an accountant in a past life, but was never an auditor, okay? That's your job as the listener. She, um, I forgot, <laughs> forgot what I was going to say on that one. Um, oh, she's reminding us the Nuremberg Code, which we read the first part of the Nuremberg Code, the first ethics, ethic, ethic, the first ethic, the first bullet point. And we said on this podcast, wow, looks like we forgot the Nuremberg Code. Wow, who would have thought Klaus Schwab, who is a Nazi, whose dad was a Nazi as well, so like father, like son, is also practicing eugenics at scale through so-called vaccines, which are actually genetically modified experimental shots. But that's not here nor there. We are all about freedom of choice. You could do whatever you want. Just don't touch the children and we're good. So let's get into the speech before I keep going on and on. I'll meet you back on the other side. There's, you know, it's a little bit long, but this is big. This happened on Sunday, August 21st, 2022. It's kind of sad that that's happening in 2022, but sometimes the human mind forgets a lot of things and we need to be reminded of where we once were when we were exterminating Jews and all these other people because Hitler thought it was the right thing to do. And later did we, we never thought that Klaus Schwab would be the next one to practice this with Bill Gates and, you know, the other mouthpieces for the Rothschilds and whatnot, but that's never here nor there. No conspiracies here, just facts. Here we go. Varasharov speech yesterday at Nuremberg. Take it away, Vara or Vera, one of them. I came to Nuremberg to provide historical context to the current global threat confronting our civilization. These past two years and a half have been especially stressful as painful memories were rekindled. In 1941, I was three and a half years old. My family was forced from our home in Romania to Ukraine. Wait, time out. This is from Rumble from uh, the Children Health Defense, which is Bobby Kennedy Jr.'s um, nonprofit organization to protect children. So this is from their rumble, the Children Health Defense. 
And there are parts of it where the audio kind of goes in and out, but just bear with it and it, it comes back. It's only small parts. I'll fill you in at the end if you have questions. We were herded into a concentration camp, essentially left to starve. The death was everywhere. Death was the cloud above us. My father died at the camp of typhus, an infectious disease that was rampant in all the concentration camps and ghettos for lack of any sanitary conditions. In 1944, as the final solution was being aggressively implemented, Romania dislodged from its alliance with Nazi Germany, and the government allowed several hundred orphan Jewish children to return to Romania if they had a relative there. Although I was not an orphan, my mother lied to save my life. I boarded a cattle car train, the very same train that continued to bring Jews to the death camps. Four years elapsed before I was reunited with my mother. The Holocaust serves as an archetypal symbol of unmitigated evil. Moral norms and human values were systematically obliterated. The Nazi system destroyed social conscience. Millions of people were worked to death as slave laborers. Others were abused in experimental, as experimental human guinea pigs. The Holocaust did not begin in the gas chambers of Auschwitz or Treblinka. The Holocaust was preceded by nine years of incremental restrictions and on personal freedom and the suspension of legal rights civil rights, and essentially human rights. The stage was set by fear-mongering and hate-mongering propaganda, a series of humiliating discriminatory government edicts demonized Jews as spreaders of disease. We were compared to lice. The real viral disease that infected Nazi Germany was eugenics. Eugenics is the elitist ideology at the root of all genocides. Eugenics is cloaked in the mantle of pseudoscience. It was embraced by the academic, the medical establishment, as well as the judiciary, both in Germany and the United States. 
Eugenicists justify social and economic inequality. They legitimize discrimination, apartheid, sterilization, euthanasia, and genocide. The Nazis called it ethnic cleansing to protect the gene pool. Medicine was perverted from its healing mission and was weaponized. First, it was to control reproduction through forced sterilization. And then, mm -hmm. and then it was to eliminate those deemed to be subhuman, untermenschen. The first victims of medical murder were 1,000 German infants and toddlers under the age of three. The murderous operation was expanded to an estimated 10,000 children, German children, under the age of 17. The next victims were the mentally ill, followed by the elderly in nursing homes. All of these human beings were condemned as worthless eaters. Under Operation T4, designated hospitals were turned into killing centers where various extermination methods were tested, including Zyklone B, the gas that was used in the gas chambers. The objective of the final solution was the annihilation of the entire European Jewish population, which at the time was 11 million. The Nazis enacted discriminatory laws. They utilized modern technology, low-cost industrial methods, and efficient transportation system and a highly trained bureaucracy that coordinated the industrial genocidal process. The objective was high speed, maximum efficiency, and low cost. The human casualties of this unprecedented genocide were six million Jews and nine million other people whom the dehumanized as untermen. The purpose of Holocaust memorials is to warn and inform future generations about how an enlightened, civilized society can be transformed into a genocidal universe ruled by absolute moral depravity. If we are to avert another Holocaust, we must identify ominous current parallels before they poison the fabric of society. Since the Nazi era, 
the study of history and most of the humanities, including philosophy, religion, and ethics, have been overshadowed by an emphasis on utilitarian science and technology. As a result, few people recognize foreboding similarities between current policies and those under the Nazi regime. By declaring a state of emergency in 1933 and 2020, constitutionally protected personal freedom, legal rights, and civil rights were swept aside. Repressive discriminatory decrees followed. In 1933, the primary target of discrimination were Jews. Today, the target is people who refuse to be injected with experimental genetically engineered so-called vaccines. Then and now, government dictates were crafted to eliminate segments of the population. In 2020, government dictates forbade hospitals from treating the elderly in nursing homes. The result was mass murder. Government decrees today continue to forbid doctors to prescribe life-saving, fully approved FDA medicines that they must follow government-dictated protocols, and those continue to kill. The media is silent as it was then. The media broadcast a single government-dictated narrative, just as it had under the Nazis. State censorship silences opposing views. In Nazi Germany, few individuals objected. Those that did were sent to concentration camps. Today, doctors and scientists who challenge the approved narrative are maligned and their reputations are trashed. They risk losing their license to practice as well as having their homes and workplaces raided by SWAT teams. The most significant, the moral significance of the Nuremberg Code cannot be overstated. The Nuremberg Code is the most authoritative, internationally recognized document in the history of medical ethics. This landmark document was formulated in response to the evidence of medical atrocities committed by Nazi physicians and scientists. 
The code sets forth moral boundaries of research involving human beings. The Nuremberg Code rejects the ideology of eugenics and unquestionably asserts the primacy and dignity of the individual human being. The primacy of the individual as opposed to the greater good of the state or society. The American jurists who formulated the Nuremberg Code incorporated the official 1931 German guidelines for human experimentation. They were authored by Dr. Julius Moses. Now the guidelines remained legally in force until 1945, but of course the Nazis completely disregarded them and they deported Dr. Moses to Theresienstadt where he died. The Nuremberg Code defined foundational, universal, moral, and legal standards affirming the fundamental human rights. The human rights apply to every human being, every race, creed, and color. It makes no difference. We are one human family. Equally important, the Nuremberg Code holds doctors and research investigators personally responsible to ensure the human subject's safety and to ensure that the person freely gave his voluntary, fully informed consent. The standards of the Nuremberg Code are incorporated into the International Criminal Code. They are legally applicable today in peacetime and during war. The objective of the Nuremberg Code is to ensure that medicine never again deviates from its ethical precautionary principle, first do no harm. The Nuremberg Code has served as a blueprint for subsequent national and international codes of human rights to ensure that the rights and dignity of the humans are upheld and to ensure that medical doctors never again engage in morally abhorrent experiments. Like the Ten Commandments, not a word of the Nuremberg Code may be changed. The first of the ten ethical principles lays down the foremost ethical requirement, which is spelled out in great detail, and I'll read it. The voluntary consent of the human subject is absolutely essential.
This means that the person involved should have legal capacity to give consent, should be so situated as to be able to exercise free power of choice without the intervention of any element of force, constraint, or coercion, and should have sufficient knowledge and comprehension of the elements of the subject matter involved as to enable him to make an understanding and enlightened decision. This requires that before the acceptance of an affirmative decision, the subject should be informed of the nature, duration, and purpose of the experiment, the method, and the means by which it is to be conducted. All inconveniences and hazards reasonably to be expected and the effects upon his health or person, which may possibly come from his participation in the experiment. Were any of you told about all this when you were offered the injections, the experimental injections? I doubt it. Now the duty and responsibility for ascertaining the quality of the consent rests upon each individual who initiates, directs, engages in the experiment. It is their personal responsibility, which may not be delegated to another with impunity. The genocidal culture that permeated the Nazi regime did not end in 1945. It metastasized in the United States. At the end of the war, U.S. government agents helped 1,600 high-ranking Nazi scientists, doctors, and engineers to evade justice at Nuremberg. These Nazi technocrats facilitated the murderous Nazi operations. They were Hitler's partners in crimes against humanity. They were secretly smuggled into the United States under Operation Paperclip. And this was done in violation of an explicit order by President Harry Truman. These Nazi criminals were placed in high positions at major American scientific uh, centers as well as medical centers, and they continued their work. What's more, these Nazi technocrats trained a generation of American scientists, doctors, and engineers. This is how Nazi methods and the immoral disregard for human values were entrenched in America. In 1961, in his farewell address to the nation, President Dwight D. Eisenhower warned against the increasing domination of the military-industrial complex, whose total influence, economic, political, even spiritual, he said, is felt everywhere. Eisenhower warned, we must be alert to the danger that public policy could itself become 
the captive of a scientific technological elite. This is who is behind the COVID pandemic. In 1979, a report to the President of the United States by the U.S. Commission on the Holocaust, chaired by Auschwitz survivor Elie Wiesel, warned, the inclination to duplicate the Nazi option and once again exterminate millions of people remains a hideous threat. Those who declare that Holocaust analogies are off limits are betraying the victims of the Holocaust by denying the relevance of the Holocaust. The Nuremberg Code has served as the foundation for ethical clinical research since its publication 75 years ago. The COVID pandemic is being exploited as an opportunity to overturn the moral and legal parameters laid down by the Nuremberg Code. The Nuremberg Code is our defense against abusive experimentation. Humanity is currently under siege by the global heirs to the Nazis, a posse of ruthless, interconnected global billionaires has gained control over national and international policy-setting institutions. They have embarked on implementing a diabolical agenda, which includes the overthrow of democracy and Western civilization, to depopulate the global population, to eliminate nation states and establish one world government, to eliminate cash and establish one digital currency, to inject digital IDs and artificial intelligence capabilities into every human being. If these objectives become a reality, we will be digitally surveyed 24 hours a day, seven days a week. In May 2022, at the World Economic Forum in Davos, Klaus Schwab, the architect of the dystopian Great Reset, declared, and I quote him, Let's be clear, the future is not just happening, the future is built by us, a powerful community here in this room. We have the means to impose the state of the world. The ultimate goal of these megalomaniacs is to gain total control of the natural resources, the financial resources, and to replace humans with transhuman robots. 
Transhumanism is a biotech-enhanced caste system, the new eugenics. Klaus Schwab's lead advisor is Yuval Noah Harari, an Oxford University-trained Israeli. Harari is a proponent of the new eugenics and transhumanism. Harari refers to humans as hackable animals. He declared, we have the technology to hack humans on a massive scale. Transhumanists despise the concept of God. Transhumanists despise human values and deny the existence of a human soul. Harari declares that there are too many useless people. Remember the Nazi term was worthless eaters. This is the new eugenics. It is embraced by the most powerful global billionaire technocrats who gather in Davos, big tech, big pharma, the financial oligarchs, academics, government leaders, and the military industrial complex. These megalomaniacs have paved the road to another Holocaust. This time, the threat of genocide is... This time, instead of Zyklon B gas, the weapons of mass destruction are genetically engineered injected masquerading as vaccines. This time, there will be no armed force to rescue survive. Be aware of that. No rescuers. Unless all of us resist, never again is now. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Wow. First of all, I, I get I got teary-eyed during that. I'm not going to lie. I get emotional. I don't know if uh, anyone else does, but uh, that's intense, and that's amazing. And she's a Holocaust survivor saying that, and amazing, just amazing. There's some irony in this, too, though. She was reading off a Microsoft tablet, which is obviously created by Bill Gates, who's also the vaccine czar of the bioweapon she's talking about. So there's a little bit of irony here. By the way, if you are listening, or you're obviously listening to this because you hear my voice. But why? if you got Twitter, if you're still on the, the Twitter, you should go on there and look at what's trending. Do you see at the top, I don't know, hashtag Nuremberg 2? Do you see it? Is it there? I see it. It's there right now. Quite odd. And by the way, she by the way, she said the media is silent and that it says one narrative. But if you've been listening to the Jonathan Cogan show, you know we ain't part of that bullshit. We don't do that. You've been hearing the truth since episode one, since the pilot. We're not part of this narrative. That's why the institutions are crumbling. They lost all credibility for life. I hope they enjoyed those last two years because it's over. Um, censorship of opposing views. We're not about censorship. We like freedom of speech. We're going to give you the hard truth. We're going to tell you when you suck shit at something. I'm going to tell you when you are not good at something, when you should just hang up the jacket and go play another sport. Or possibly you're not even athletic. I don't know. 
But I'm going to tell you the truth because it is good for the people. You got to tell people they suck shit sometimes. By the way, did you know about Operation Paperclip? If you didn't know about Operation Paperclip, why don't you join us in the rabbit hole of life and go learn about it? The Nazis have compromised NASA and all those motherfucking institutions in the U.S., baby. We took them in. Operation Paperclip, not good. Not good. And as you know on the Jonathan Koga Show, we do believe in the human soul. We do believe in powers bigger than us. We do believe in you. And sometimes I like to talk like this, where I emphasize the last word. It sounds profound, but I don't know why I do it. Okay. That was powerful. That was big. You know, share it far and wide. Do what you want with it. It's important. I think it's really important. It happened just yesterday. Obviously, you didn't see this on the news because the news is called state-owned government media that wants to, I don't know, they would put poop down your throat for all they care. Honestly, they don't give a shit. They'll put anything in your bloodstream. Um, What else we got here? Oh, Fauci stepping down in December. Oh, so sad. Fauci stepping down. Oh, no big deal. Just one of the biggest mass murderers ever. Totally, totally uh, violated the Nuremberg Code, but he's stepping down. I was going through Twitter, seeing it. Some of them, some of them are like, hey, Dr. Fauci, thank you so much for your heroic work. Thanks for saving tens of millions of lives. And I'm like, what? This dude has killed millions of people and lied to us for years. He's the scum of the earth. He ain't good. He's bad news bears. Not the Chicago Bears, but the bad news bears. And the quarterback of that team is Bill Gates. And she was reading off a tablet from Microsoft. I found that ironic. She probably should have used an Apple, but whatevs. It's Fashetta. It's better. So, um... Yeah, that's it. That's all I got for you today. It's a nice, short, sweet, punch to the point. Bam, bam, boom. It's good to be with you. It's nice to see people are hungry for the truth. It's good to fill that small void as much as I possibly can. Listen, I'm not perfect. Close. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not perfect, but I am going to tell you the truth. I am going to share with you the news you need to know about, and I'm going to do my best doing it in a a fun, entertaining way, and we're not going to be so serious about it. Yeah. Is Nuremberg too serious? Yeah. It's really serious, but can we have fun still? Hell yeah. If like, like they say from Van Wilder, if you take life too seriously, you'll never get out alive. I'll never knew what that meant, but it's profound. Okay. By the way, we got sounds now being released from like the black hole in in the universe that supposedly we never thought there were sounds in universe and now they're releasing tapes. All of a sudden, they're releasing all this stuff on aliens and like spaceships. It's all just crumbling out. I have a feeling there's like people in the deep state, like whistleblowers are so pissed over this whole thing that's going on. They're like, fuck it. We're going to let all the information go. We're going to tell them about the aliens we have in in Area 51 or whatever it's called in Nevada. All this weird shit. I'm not an alien guy. Not an alien guy. Cool with the aliens, but not an alien guy. And all of a sudden, all this stuff's just coming out. I never, ever before in my life remember seeing so much stuff on aliens, ever, come from the government. So something's coming. Either they're coming or we're letting out some info. Who knows, man? I mean, go listen to, what is it? What's his name? Bob Lazar. He was on Joe Rogan before. He worked on, uh, he worked in, he was recruited in some weird way in like the 80s to reverse engineer these like spaceships, these top secret ships that were like, Looked like they were from like another universe or another planet. And they had to reverse engineer how it worked because it like defied the laws of gravity. 
and like he couldn't figure it out. And then he spoke out about it and his life was hell ever since then. Oh, wow. What a shock. Um, pretty crazy stuff. Wasn't going to get into aliens not today, <laughs> but I've been seeing a lot of alien stuff. And as we, when we, when we are told to look over there, we look over here. That's what we do on this podcast. We look in the juicy center in the middle of the lollipop or the Tootsie Roll and you lick and then there's gum at the end. Okay. That's what we do. It's how we do whenever we do it. So again, that was Varash Sharav. This was the Jonathan Cogan show podcast where we tell you the real news by the people for the people. FUBU. I'm done with that one. You'll never hear that one again. All right. Seriously. Appreciate you being with me. Super grateful to, to be in your ear on your speaker. I'm glad you can share this time with me. I'm happy to share this time with you. And I hope we have a long, great relationship for many, many years to come. Because this is the beginning of a new era, baby. This is the beginning of the end of the fourth turning into a new turning. But we've still got ways to go with the fourth turning. Like, if you're in Germany and you're in Europe somewhere, you're probably not going to have power this winter. So you're going to, like, need to burn wood and whatnot. But it's cool. We're going to make it through it. It's not a big deal. You can go learn about that from previous podcasts. It's whatever. We're in this together. We are one human race. We love humans on this earth. Okay? This podcast loves humans. Unlike the news, the mainstream news hates humans. They fucking hate your guts for no reason. We love your guts, not particularly your guts, but we love you and we believe you have a soul and you're meant to be here for some particular reason that I don't know why, but there's no question you weren't a mistake. So we are going to fight back and we are going to take our motherfucking planet back. This is an apolitical movement and it all starts here. Let's do it. It's good to be with you. Thanks for being on the John the Kogan show. If you haven't subscribed, Go subscribe. You can listen to more episodes at anchor.fm forward slash JSK for what? John and Scott Kogan. Listen wherever you are. Share with whoever. We can get some traction and rise up and build this community, this whole network state, and we can make freedom of speech and freedom of life and get the government out of our motherfucking way and live a good, happy, nice, calm life being left alone with our own farming, without genetically modified food and all that stuff. And we can start this thing, but we got to get the good people in. I'm trying here. But I need your help. I need your help. All right. Have an amazing day, an amazing night. Thank you so much for being with me today. I'll see you again tomorrow. I love you. You are loved. Peace out. Later.